Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Here you go. Here you go. Over. Nothing personal. Word of the day is Over. They say we're young and we don't know, won't find out until we grow. It's cold out there, folks. It's cold. Over is the nothing personal word of the day for an unprecedented third time. Come on, Coca. Nothing personal word of the day yesterday was over. We have a spreadsheet. This means that nothing personal has been around for a bit now. Because the spreadsheet goes through every word of the day that we have. And we don't want to repeat words of the day because there's a million words in this English language of ours. So the show ends and we do what we always do. We do a rundown of the show. We talk about what went on. And Coca says that was good. That was bad. That was really bad. That was decent. That was mediocre. That was funny. That was not funny. What were you doing there? And he says, and by the way, episode 181 your word of the day was over. And I said, Coca, how could you let me repeat a word of the day? He was asleep at the switch. So the word of the day yesterday was over, episode 269. Word of the day over from 181. So episode 270 here on December 10th, 2020, the word of the day is over. We are over. We will not Repeat another word of the day. You wait to see. It won't happen. Is that well enough corrected for you, Coca? Did I blame you well enough for that repetitive word of the day? Okay, here we go. Major. Two, three, six. Minor. Have we used that before? Nothing personal. Word of the day is minor. Today is... Wednesday, December 10th, 2020. The word of the day is minor because there is a lot of talk, and I mean a lot, about minor league baseball, and there's a lot of confusion. People have been asking a lot of questions on Twitter at David P. Sampson. A lot of so you want to talk to Sampson's. No music this time. A lot of people living in a lot of communities wondering what's going to happen to their local baseball team. Announcement was made yesterday. Let's go back, Coca. Let's let's put some perspective here for people to understand the issue. Minor league baseball is an extremely expensive proposition for major league teams. When you run a major league team, 
you are responsible to pay players from when they are drafted or signed into your organization. And as they work themselves up from the Dominican Summer League to low single-A baseball to high single-A baseball to double-A baseball to triple-A baseball, then you can become a major leaguer. Some players skip a few levels and may go from double-A right to the major leagues. You may keep depth at triple-A, extra pitching, extra bats just in case of injury or lack of performance. The equivalent in other sports is if your NBA team owned not just one development league team, a G League team, but owned five or six or seven. And I don't mean they actually own the team. I mean, they actually pay the employees to play on those teams. They pay the players. Or football, to have a minor league system, would mean that the NFL would be paying players to play in college. (laughs) They would be paying for the college coaches. Yeah, right. That would be their minor league system. So baseball has always been different because players in baseball need more time to develop. You don't get drafted out of high school and all of a sudden become a big leaguer. There are very few exceptions. The Robin Younts of the world who get called up out of high school. In general, when you are drafted either out of high school or after your junior year in college, sometimes after your senior year in college, you are still not ready to be on the big league team. You got to have a place to develop. That's why in baseball, you've got a development department. A development department is made up not just of players, but also of coaches, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, trainers, strength and conditioning coaches. Then you've got pitching coordinators. Those are people you hire who go through all of your minor league system and coordinate the development of your pitchers. You have hitting coordinators, catching coordinators, outfield coordinators, yada, yada, yada. So there's an entire infrastructure that is in place for the sole purpose of getting players ready to either be major league players for you or to be used in trades to try to get major league players in return for your team. There are owners and presidents out there who are very excited about winning minor league championships. There are leagues where there are playoffs and then there are winners of those leagues and actually you get rings. I have a bunch of rings, minor league championship rings because some of our minor league teams over the years won their league championships. I never got excited about minor league championships because I was more interested in major league championships in major league rings, in winning at the major league level. There are some owners and presidents and GMs who put on their resume, we've got the number two ranked farm system. And it's a big deal when the farm system rankings come out. Everyone sits around the fire waiting for Baseball America to release its list of top minor league systems, rankings one through 30. Oh no, we're the 20th ranked system. Oh yes, we're up to number five. We're going to do a press release. Derek Jeter's gotten really good at doing press releases right now because his major league team stinks, although it was better last year, no doubt, in 60 games. But big-time press release. We are now a top-five minor league system. Who cares? Literally, who gives a rat's ass that you have a number-four minor league system? Can I go sell tickets to people in Miami and say, hey, buy tickets. We've got great minor league system. We're ranked number-five. Come on, 
I know that we're winning 60 games out of 160, but please, we've got great young players coming up. Oh my God, you're not going to buy a group ticket? You're not going to bring your clients to a game because our minor league system is ranked 30th? Horror. So it is a huge cost to develop players. And the problem in baseball is that you are spending a lot of money on development of players who have zero, look at it, donut. If you're not watching this on the YouTube channel, you're just listening. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm putting a a donut in front of my eye. Zero chance of being a big leader, literally. Baseball owners got together and said, explain this to me. Explain to me that I run a business where I've got 25 locations. And five of those locations make zero money. No one goes to those stores. They go to my other 20 stores. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut down those five stores. We don't need to have a store in Guadalajara. We don't need to have a store in Bismarck. We are going to double down on our store in Miami and New York and Los Angeles and Chicago. That is called business. It's nothing personal to the people who work in those stores in Bismarck. And I've got nothing against Bismarck. It's just first city that came to my mind for all the listeners in Bismarck. And there are some. I get a list from CBS of where people are listening and watching nothing personal. Thank you to all the people in Bismarck. I got you covered. I'm just saying that in Bismarck, if I'm not making any money from a store we have in Bismarck, I'm shutting it down. Baseball realized that they've got to streamline their minor league system because it makes zero financial sense sense to spend money on players who are not going to help you make money or get wins. It makes zero sense to have coaches who you pay to spend time coaching players to get better who will never get better enough. It simply makes no sense. So when Rob Manford became commissioner, he had a tagline in his mind that was called One Baseball. One Baseball is code for we want to control every single thing that is baseball related from the time a child is born until a time that a adult becomes a major league player. We want to control, it's the word that I would use to describe it, it's the supply chain. In your business, if you control your supply chain, remember the movie Blow Coca with uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Penelope Cruz? And it was about a true story about a cocaine dealer in the 80s, where if you did coke in the 80s, the odds are you were doing the coke that was sold by the guy who Johnny Depp played, I can't remember the name of the guy in real life, who ended up going to prison because he got caught selling cocaine. And Pee Wee Herman was in that movie. And Pee Wee Herman had a, uh, they was a middleman, if you will. And Johnny Depp tried to get rid of the middleman and get the connections in Mexico to get the cocaine directly. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I did. But if you are in charge of your whole supply chain, George, that is his name, George Young. Thank you, Coca. You're on it. If you can control your supply chain, 
That makes it more efficient. Have you ever noticed that all the Amazon boxes that you're now getting during the pandemic, a lot of them are now shipped in Amazon branded boxes. There's now Amazon trucks on the street making deliveries, Amazon Prime trucks everywhere. Amazon said to themselves, why would I keep paying FedEx or UPS or USPS? I'll do it myself. I'm going to start a distribution company to distribute all the products that I'm selling. I want to control every step of the supply chain because then I can actually maximize profits by minimizing expenses. Because if you pay someone else in your supply chain, they've got to make a profit or they're not going to do the business. That's cutting into your profit. So you take it over. So Rob Manford said, we're going to do one baseball. We're going to take be in charge of youth baseball, girls softball, youth softball. It was only natural that what was going to happen is MLB was going to take control of the minor leagues. Minor leagues used to be run by an organization called something. I want to say they were the minor league association is what we would call them, but there's an official name for what they were. And there was an agreement between minor leagues and their system. And their, they, had, they had owners who were on a committee and they had a guy named Pat O'Connor who ran it, who would come to major league meetings and we'd meet him and spend time with him. The minor leagues would do a deal with the major leagues. And the deal was the follows, was as follows. Major leagues would pay minor league player expenses, minor league coach expenses. They would do contracts, what were called affiliate contracts with minor league teams. So those minor league teams would be associated with major league organizations. So every major league team would have, let's say, six or seven, quote unquote, affiliate deals. And in return, the major league teams would have a place to park their players at different ages and different levels and then develop those players as they went up the chain to become major leaguers. And when they weren't going to become major leaguers, they would be released and they would be filled in with newly drafted players, which is why the MLB draft used to be 30 or 40 rounds, because you would fill in all of your minor league teams with all these players you drafted, complement it with a few undrafted free agents, and you would put together six or seven teams of 25 or 30 guys each. The owners said to Rob when he was running for commissioner, we don't like this plan because we keep drafting players we keep putting them in the minor leagues and they never become major leaguers and we're wasting our money and our time. And on top of that, it is so stressful for us to play this game of musical chairs every two years. What's the game of musical chairs? The game of musical chairs is that there are 30 AAA teams. There are 30 major league teams. Every major league team has a AAA minor league partner. The Marlins had a triple-A team in Albuquerque. The Marlins had a triple-A team in Ottawa, or the Expos did. Their triple-A teams in Vegas, New Orleans, Tidewater, everywhere, 30 of them. You would call the owner of the triple-A team in Albuquerque, and you would say, hi, we're the Marlins. 
we would like to do a deal with you to become your major league team. We want you to be our triple A team. And Albuquerque would say, thank you for asking, but we have an offer from the Texas Rangers to be their triple A team. And they've got a better minor league system. They've got more money that they pour into their triple A salaries. So they get better triple A players, which makes our team better, which means we can then raise our prices because we make our money. The triple A team says on gate receipts on local TV deals, local radio deals, and all the other promotions we do, the quote-unquote minor league promotions, to bring people into the stands. Our expenses are our front office because we have no player expenses. But if we have a choice to go with you, David, in Miami, or with you in Texas, we're going to go with the people and the team who's going to give us the best players. My answer would always be, I don't want to spend money on giving you the best players. We are using you to develop our players, you'll take whoever we give you. So they would say, well, if you want me to go with you, then you're going to have to give me something. And here's what I want from you, David. I want you at the end of spring training next year to bring your entire major league team and play an exhibition game in Albuquerque, which we will sell out at major league pricing. And if you do that, then will become your partner. It made me insane. The players hated it, literally. Because at the end of spring training, we'd have to do a road trip to play an exhibition game at a minor league stadium that was an extra plane ride and many times an extra night in a hotel in a minor league city. And the players would have no choice because under the agreement with the union, we have the right to play those exhibition games. So if you look at box scores at the end of every spring training and you look at the schedule at the end of spring training, you will see tons of major league teams playing their minor league affiliates. Please trust me when I tell you, this is not done out of the goodness of our hearts. This is not done as a way to properly prepare for the major league season. This is done as payola in order to have that team as an affiliate. But then we went to the commissioner and said, you know, we're in Miami having a triple A team in Albuquerque sort of blows because the flights from Albuquerque to Miami are at a terrible time. You have to connect and it becomes very difficult to call up a player from triple A when you need him because of an injury or lack of performance and we want to get him in Miami for the following day's game. And it's very stressful because they have to take either a 6 a.m. flight on the day of the game. There's no late night flights. The flights are long and complicated. Those logistical factors matter. The number of hours I spent during major league games meeting with our GM, whether it was Larry Beinfest or Mike Hill, and our farm director, our head of player personnel, when we're watching a game that was going into 16 innings and we're saying, oh my God, we don't have enough pitching for tomorrow. We would then call our minor head of minor leagues and say, we are looking to call up John Doe, tell the AAA manager he cannot pitch John Doe in tonight's game 
because we're going to need him on the major league team tomorrow. Then we call the traveling secretary and say, please call our travel agent and get John Doe from Albuquerque to Miami. We need him here for batting practice. When you have your AAA team that is far from you, it is a complicated, logistical, unnecessary part of the business. Every few years, there was a negotiation between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. And what happened this offseason, and you heard about this because we've talked about it often on Nothing Personal, the agreement expired and Major League Baseball, under the leadership of Rod Manford, said, no, no, no. We're not going to do business as we have. We are going to use COVID to expedite what we already wanted to do for decades, and that is to change the way minor league baseball is run. So here's what Major League Baseball did. They said, we're not going to do another agreement with this association. We are going to swallow you whole like a Tylenol with a low-grade headache. We are going to run minor league baseball out of New York. We are going to run it with our employees of Major League Baseball, run by a former GM, a guy named Peter Woodfork, actually. We are going to streamline the operation. We're going to get rid of every affiliate except four per team because we met with owners, presidents, and GMs, and everyone decided that all we need are four teams, low A, high A, double A, and triple A. Forget the Dominican because everyone has a Dominican Academy. So four teams, four affiliates, 30 teams times four, there will now be 120 affiliates instead of 180, which is 30 teams times six. So what happens? 60 teams in minor league baseball go poof in the night. And there was a lot of talk from people in those cities. How could you take our teams away? And MLB said, we're not taking your teams away. We are making them unaffiliated independent teams. Do you know, side note, that the Minnesota Twins have a new AAA team under this new arrangement, and it's called the St. Paul Saints. The St. Paul Saints are a famous independent league team. That was a league of minor league teams that were not affiliated with any major league team. They were their own league, the independent leagues. You've heard that expression, I think. Well, Major League Baseball called up the St. Paul Saints and said, listen, we got a plan for you. We'd like you to be the AAA team for Minnesota. The St. Paul Saints, owned by Marvin Goldklang, a name from the past, a blast from the past, said, great, we'd love to be the AAA team for the Twins. Why? Because it makes perfect sense. Instead of competing with the Minnesota Twins in the Minnesota-St. Paul area, we will now have the Minnesota Twins players, and we will have the backing of the Minnesota Twins Major League team. There will be a commonality of interest, and everyone is going to make more money. Why are the Minnesota Twins so happy to have St. Paul as their AAA team? How does that conversation go when there's a game in Minnesota and they need to call up a player? You knock on the player's locker and say, hey, get in your car. You've been called up. How great is that? No flights, 
no logistical worries. Easy. Efficient. The Miami Marlins have a new AAA team. Guess where that is? Jacksonville. Jacksonville used to be a double-A team. It's now a triple-A team. Just like that, poof. Hey, we're looking at you. I know you used to be a double-A team. We have now declared you a triple-A team. It reminds me a little bit of China. Can I do a side, a side story about China? I was lucky enough to go to China many years back. And they were building a very famous dam. It was on a cruise in the Yangtze River in China. And they were building a huge dam. And in order to do it, they had to do what we in the United States call eminent domain, where when you need someone's property to build a highway or to do something in the national interest, you pay somebody for their land and then you take it. It's called a taking, eminent domain. You knock on a door and you say, I am taking your land and I am paying you market price. It's the Three Gorges Dam. You're exactly right, Coca. Have you been there? Is that why you came up with that that quickly? Or were you on, on the Google? That was a mi- What? I can't even hear you. Louder. He told me yesterday that he doesn't travel. That's what he wants me to say on the show. By the way, Coco wants me to stay on this show that he's proud of the fact that he doesn't travel outside the U.S. I find that so limiting and so horrific that my goal, Coca, I mean, you know what? If we can get a hundred more listeners per day from Bismarck, here's what we're going to do for you, Coca. I'm going to send you and the Instagram model of your choice. I will pay for the two of you to go to Europe. How about that? Is that a deal, Coca? It'll be like an end of year bonus. If you can prove to me that we've gotten a hundred new downloads from Bismarck, you're going to go to Europe. No, Coke is saying that he thought that I was going to pay for him to go to Bismarck. That's funny. You can go to Bismarck on your own. Bismarck can be fun. By the way, the Dakotas are an amazing place. I've been to uh, 48 states. I have never been to North Dakota. I went to South Dakota to see, um, what's the thing with the president's face? Oh, my God. What's the, what's the place where you have uh, in the mountain faces of the, uh, of the president's coca? Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. But I've never been to North Dakota, and I've never been to Alabama. Those are the two states out of 50 that I've not been to yet. In any case, I'm not sending you to Bismarck. You can go in there on your own. But I'm going to send you outside of the U.S. because you're going to love it. There's a whole world out there. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of great food. There's a lot of interesting people. A lot of You love, Coca, talking to people and learning about things. You love reading. Wouldn't you want to go sit in the cafe where Ernest Hemingway sat and wrote and drank coffee. Anyway, get 100 more people from Bismarck and you got yourself a trip. So Coca doesn't like going outside the U.S. Why were we even talking about going outside the U.S.? Oh, China, the Three Gorges Dam. Here's what happens. China wants to build a dam. They knock on a farmer's door. They say, we are taking your land. And by the way, we are making you, you are now a doctor. They would actually do that. They would tell people that instead of farming, which they'd been doing their whole lives, instead what they're going to become is a bus driver or a OBGYN or a psychologist or a something, but we're taking your land and we're building a dam. And the people wake up and they say, wow, 
I, we have no choice because that's what China's making us do, the government. That's sort of, and I'm not saying baseball's China. Don't at me and don't go crazy. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that Major League Baseball very easily knocked on the door of Jacksonville and said, you are now a triple-A team. They did the same thing in Wichita. The Wichita Wind Surge are a triple-A affiliate. They were going to be the triple-A team of the Marlins last season, first season ever. They built a new ballpark. They were ready to go. Baseball knocked on their door and said, I'm glad you have a new stadium. Congratulations. You are now a double-A affiliate, and you will be the double-A affiliate for the Twins. Have a nice day. So the question is, what happens to these minor league cities who build stadiums, who do things to become AAA ready? That is a relic of the past. So I want to break that down for you and explain how cities decide what they're going to do and how teams are valued. In the old system, AAA teams would sell for $4 million, $5 million. Now, some of them up to $20 million, $25 million. If you were a double A team, you were sold for two million to five million to eight million. If you were a single A team, from one million to two million to four million. If you were a low A team, from half a million to a million to a million and a half. There was a step up depending on what your affiliation was. If you were a triple A team, you were quote unquote worth more money. So does that mean that Wichita, which was a going to be a triple A team, is now worth less money because it's a double A team? In the old world, I would have said yes. In the new world, it is an unequivocal no. What baseball has demanded of its minor league cities, if you want to be an affiliate, you have to either A, be close to a major league team, and that will make you a AAA affiliate. B, you have to have proper facilities. C, you have to have proper travel within your league. You have to make sure that our players are being taken care of. We are not going to have as many duds. We're going to have more prospects, and we want them to travel well. We want them to sleep well at night. We want them to have good training rooms. We want them to have good facilities where they can work on their body and their mind and their game. If you do all that, you can be an affiliate of a major league team. So if you're a minor league city right now trying to become an affiliate of a major league team, it would behoove you to help a ballpark get built. It would behoove you to renovate an existing ballpark. It would behoove a minor league owner to increase the, I don't want to say their ancillary benefits because they're so critical to developing players, but to increase the quality of the experience of the players who we pay for that's a dollar coca, who major league teams pay for, who major league teams count on having a first-class experience as they move up the supply chain to the big leagues. So the value of the Wichita wind surge is not going to go down because that is a first-class facility, new facility, new ballpark. Now you're asking me, doesn't it matter that they were promised a triple-A team and now they're a double-A team? Well, I told you I'm nothing personal with the Staten Island Yankees, remember? They're suing the Yankees in baseball because, quote-unquote, they were promised to be an affiliate of the Yankees. Guess what, Staten Island? You're not only not an affiliate of the Yankees, you're not an affiliate of anybody anymore. You are one of the teams that has been disappeared. But guess what? You still can have a team. 
That is a nugget that is not being talked about enough. If you live in a community where minor league baseball is part of the thread and fabric of your community and you love going to games, like in Clinton, Iowa, let's say, which used to be affiliated and now is one of the teams that's not affiliated, you can still have a team. That team will still be supported by baseball because what Major League Baseball has decided to do is they are going to support what's called draft leagues, which is the new word for independent leagues. It's for undrafted players to have an organized place to play. So major league teams can scout those leagues. And if you perform well as an undrafted player, you will be picked up as an undrafted free agent and brought into a major league system. It is important for baseball to have games being played over 160 cities. It's important for players to have an opportunity to play because every once in a while, There will be a diamond in the rough. There will be a player who outperforms expectations. There'll be a player who is not scouted, who is not viewed as a chance of being good, who ends up being good enough. And the teams don't want to pay for it. But baseball as an industry said it is worth our while to keep those teams playing with these sort of undrafted fringe players in wooden bat leagues so that they can possibly become major leaguers, but more importantly, so we can say from PR standpoint, we are not eliminating any teams. There has been no contraction in minor league baseball. There has been a lessening of the affiliates, not a lessening of the teams. Someone has been asking me all the time about what to do, what happens when major league organizations choose which teams. I think I've answered that. I hope I have. I appreciate the question. It was a game, and I want to go back to musical chairs because I made it sound that when Albuquerque would call, we'd do a deal. There'd be a game played in Albuquerque, and everything would be fine. But in reality, if there are 10 teams in a particular year whose affiliate deals have expired, that means there are 10 AAA teams whose affiliate deals have also expired. That means... 10 AAA cities have to get married to 10 major league teams. And it became anything you can do. I can do better. I can do anything better than you. You've got the Rangers offering this. Well, we're the Yankees. We're going to offer that. So we were competing with major league teams. We were competing with our partners, playing this game of musical chairs, trying to get into certain AAA affiliates. And major league teams with higher revenue, with more money, With rich owners, they were offering all these extra perquisites, extra perks to these AAA teams or AA teams or single A teams in order to become affiliated with the major league teams. And that would cause at the end of the game of musical chairs, there'd be one major league team left, one AAA city left, and that major league team would have to do a deal with that AAA affiliate no matter what, because in the old days, the affiliate of AAA had to be with a major league team. That's how you'd have a team like Washington do a deal with a AAA team in Vancouver. What the hell good is that? Or a team like Miami having to do a AAA team or New York having to do a AAA deal in Vegas. That makes no geographic sense to have to call your players up from Vegas. I always wanted to do a deal in Vegas, actually. I thought it'd be amazing because when you go see your minor league teams, you get to go to Vegas. 
So all of the sort of back and forth negotiation, that game of musical chairs, it's gone now. These affiliates are now done by geography, and it is done under the umbrella of Major League Baseball. It is yet another example of one baseball. Rob Manford doing what he has been instructed to do by owners, which is to create efficiencies and get rid of all of the unbelievable inefficiencies that have existed for decades in Major League Baseball. Welcome to the 21st century. Okay, when we come back, we're going to review a movie that was suggested to me, by the way, by a listener to Nothing Personal, who has her own podcast, by the way, called, I think it's called Semi-Sport. Anyway, come on back. We're also going to talk about the METS, 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 METS. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David Sampson. Today is Friday. It's not Friday. What day is today, Coca? I actually don't even know the day. Today is Wednesday, I think. December 10th. It's been a hell of a week. And we were suggested and asked to watch a movie called Set It Taste Thursday. Today's Thursday? Is that right? Hold on. Checking. Check. Today is, my God. One day, Coca. One fine day. I like that movie with George Clooney, Michelle Pfeiffer. So I watch a movie every day. We review it on Nothing Personal. Please give me your movie suggestions. I love them. I can't get to all of them, but I do keep a list. I have a notes thing on the um, on my phone, and I keep a, a list, not just of every movie I've seen. So that's a list if you're watching on YouTube. That's a list. And what I do is I star the movie once I've reviewed it. 
And then I keep a separate list of all the movies that have been suggested that I have to watch next. And so I was suggested that I watch Set It Up. Set It Up is a movie with Ty Diggs, Lucy Liu, Zoe Deutsch, who's Leah Thompson's daughter, Zoe Deutsch, the girl from Why Him? And it's a movie about two assistants who set up their bosses, who want their bosses to fall in love because their bosses work so hard and they work so hard as assistants. They're working crazy hours. And if the, if the bosses have a social life, that means the assistants can actually get a break. It's a concept that made me laugh. And I actually didn't think that there was a chance I would like the movie, but I promised I would watch it. And so I did. And I loved it. I bought into it. I bought into the relationship between Zoe Deutsch and the other assistant, between Ty Diggs' assistant and Lucy Liu's assistant. I bought into the relationship between Ty Diggs and Lucy Liu. I bought into the whole concept because I've been in that position both sides. And I found it to be a perfect distraction. So set it up. Get it as in setting someone up. A setup. That's what it is. So I'm setting you up for an hour and a half of brainless, mindless romance. If you're looking for it, you found it. I appreciated that suggestion. It was from Danielle. So keep the suggestions coming. Set it up. I'm all in. Okay. Here we go. I think we got to talk about Giannis right now. I'm going to talk about him very quickly because I, I, I promised I'd talk about the Mets and I have to talk about the Mets. I got to talk about the Mets right now. I'm dying to talk about the Mets because everyone's saying I'm a Mets fan. All the guys at CBS Sports HQ are saying, hey, we're getting Realmuto, We're getting Springer. We're getting Bauer. Well, word came out yesterday that the Mets are really close on a four-year deal with James McCann. What? James McCann is the former catcher. He was basically a non-tender two years ago. Now he can hit. He can catch. He's actually a good defensive catcher, can stop the running game. He is so far below JT Relamuto that if it's true that the Mets are actually going to give him a four-year deal, then the amount of new owner-itis that Steve Cohen has is greater than I thought. Now, there's not a lot much else coming out of this winter snooze-eating that's happening because it is a winter snooze eating because there's no signings. There's no actual winter meeting. So there's nobody on site. Nothing good's happening. But the rumor of four years. Now, if they sign Springer and Bauer and they get McCann, I'm in actually. That'd be pretty good if the Mets do that. I think that the Mets will end up getting Springer and Bauer. Is that possible? I'm not making that a wait to see. I'm not going to do a Coca. I'm not doing it. I'm merely saying that Steve Cohn is sort of testing out his financial muscle. But Mets fans, do not get excited because when new owners come and they overspend, they then get gun shy. Now, he may be willing to lose money, Steve Cohn, for a couple of years. He may be excited knowing that he has to have a catcher because they got rid of Wilson Ramos. They have no one to catch for them. James McCann is not worth a four-year deal at $40 million. He's just not. very stressed out. Why do I worry about how other people spend their money? It's OPM. It's other people's money. I'm not worried about how the Bucks are going to spend their money. There's all this talk about Giannis and his max contract. I got to tell you, it's pretty funny. Giannis had one of the great quotes of all time yesterday, and I think I put it in. Here's the quote. Ready? When asked about a max deal. Now, let me give you the facts. Today is December 3rd, which means 18 days from now is December 21st. Today's not the 3rd. 
Hold on, I got to check the top of the document. Today is December 10th, 2020. That means in 11 days, that is the deadline for Giannis, Giannis to sign a max deal. He can sign a five-year, $228 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. No one else can sign him to that contract. No one. That is the super of the super max extension. Giannis was asked where his head is. And here's what he said. I'm not focused on that. I know my agent Alex and Bucks GM John Horst and the Bucks ownership are focusing on those discussions, but I'm just trying to focus on myself. How can I get better? How I can help my teammates get better? How can we be ready Saturday to play our first preseason game? Holy shnikes. Does Giannis want us to believe for one New York second that he has not instructed his agent whether or not he's willing to sign a Supermax deal with the Milwaukee Bucks for $228 million in five years? Or would he rather just go four years? Or would he rather go three years or rather just play his next year and then become an unrestricted free agent and go play in California or Los Angeles or New York or wherever? Are you telling me that you're not focused on that, Giannis? Here's what I'm telling you, folks. Any player who tells you in a free agent year that I'm not focused on my free agency, I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on tonight's game. They are full of it. They are completely focused on their free agency. They are completely focused on whether or not they want to accept the deal. Now, basketball is a little easier than baseball. Giannis's thing to focus on is very simple. Do I want to be a buck for the next five years and sign that extension or do I not? Am I going to bet on myself and go to a city I want to live in or do I want to be in Milwaukee and get the most money I can? Or do I want to believe that the Brewers, that the Bucks are going to surround me with enough good players, enough good shooters with that guy from Sacramento? What's that guy's name, Coca? Uh, Bogdanovich. Are they going to get Bogdanovich? Haha, <laughs> remember they were trading for Bogdanovich and then that trade didn't happen. He ended up signing with the Hawks, I think. Am I going to get enough players around me because I want rings? Giannis is so focused on that, but he's already made his decision. There's not a negotiation that's going on. Either the Bucks will give him the supermax or they won't. It's not that Giannis is going to settle for less money. It's not that he's going to be like LeBron James later in his career where he and Dwayne Wade got together and said, let's take less money and build a superpower here with Miami because we've made our money. Giannis is in a position right now where he is going to cash in. Then next contract, he could finagle and maneuver around, but not this one. But don't tell your fans that you're not focused on that because it's the only thing you should be focused on because people in Milwaukee are sitting on a razor's edge right now wondering what's going to happen to our bucks. We haven't had a title since 1972 with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think I'm wrong, Coca, but it's somewhere. The Knicks won in 69-70 and again in 72-73. So I think the Bucks won in 71-72. That is almost 40 years ago. 40, sorry, 50 years ago. Of course, the Bucks fans are nervous, but don't you worry. I've got to wait to see for you. Wait to see when I tell you something's going to happen and then it happens. And if it doesn't, I'll say it doesn't. It didn't happen. If it does happen, I'll say it did happen. We'll revisit it. Giannis, wait to see, will sign the Supermax contract. Giannis realizes that he loves Milwaukee. He wants to win in Milwaukee. He will be told that they can win in Milwaukee. 
And if you bring a championship to Milwaukee, that makes you, you already are, a Hall of Fame player. So Giannis is going to look right into his agent's eyes. He's going to look right at Alex and right at the GM and right at his coach, right at you fans in Milwaukee. Say, hey, I got 11 days. I'm not thinking about it much, but just know this. When I choose Milwaukee, it's just business. Sorry, Lakers. Sorry, Heat. It's nothing personal. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.